Hey guys, Carmen here. So glad to have you guys here on another episode of our podcast. Um, On previous episodes, I'm pretty sure I brought up the fact that I am not a fan of the word sorry. I think a lot of the time sorry is just something that we say to get past like an uncomfortable situation or to move past something um, forcefully and not something that we've really had to talk about or consider. Um, that being said, I do want to apologize because I keep saying that the podcast is going to become a priority for me and then I'll do a few podcasts and then disappear. The reason, um, we had a few good podcast episodes going was because I had pre-recorded them and I don't think that's the best way for me to go about it because then I don't really get to talk about what's actually happening in my life. So a lot has happened since we last talked. Um, I quit my job, my nine to five job, my safety net, my security blanket, whatever you want to refer to it as is officially done and over with. Um, and I'm going to talk about why. And the reason I'm going to talk about that is because one, I feel like some of us need that kick in the butt to move past it and uh, make a decision in our own personal lives similar to what I experience. But I also want to talk about it because I feel like a lot was not said or not done. Um, If you didn't know, I have um, some co-workers. Hey, ladies, if you're listening. And um, we are in the process of creating a different podcast where it's going to be more about family, life, and real experiences. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a mom of six. I'm a bonus mom. I, now I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, But I still own my own businesses. And then we have another lovely woman who is a mom and still works her, you know, we'll call it nine to five, but whatever, you know, our, our, you know, our job. And then we have another lovely woman who I love them both so much, who is not a mom yet. And we scare the living lights out of her. We really make her consider if she is ready and willing to have children. So with all of that being said, I think that um, you'll like it. And once we have launched, then I will definitely let you guys know so you can head on over and listen to us. Um, At the end of this podcast, I'll actually give you just like a brief demo of what you can expect to hear. Um, Please know that that podcast is not for the faint of hearts and it does curse. So just some things to consider before you listen to that. So let's go ahead and jump into what happened and what led me to quit my job. Hey everyone, Carmen here. Welcome to this week's episode of A Side of Crunchy, where we talk pregnancy, birth, and parenting, all with a crunchy twist. Craziest thing, guys. As I go to program and do everything on my end, my computer's like, yeah, your mic is not here anymore. Anywho, we're back. Um, So... As I was saying, I quit my job. Um, I've been really unhappy 
at my job for like the last year. It's been extremely difficult and a lot of things has happened that have kind of led me to this point. Um, I want to start by saying that I'm an OG, original um, work from home person. I've been doing it for three years now. Um, and it's been great. I really liked working at home. I like the flexibility of, for the most part, flexibility of, you know, just having the kids here or if there's no school or whatever the case may be, they were around. Um, when everything started with COVID, they, and by they, I mean work, um, had told us that they were in the process of making adjustments and plans for us who worked from home and who had children. That way, we wouldn't get in trouble um, if one of the kids came in or if they made noise while we were on a phone call. Because since I did call center work, it had to be an absolute quiet and silence. That is not always the case. Even now as I'm recording, my kids are outside of my office Um hanging out and cooing and, you know, doing what kids do best. And you can't always filter that. That unfortunately is part of being a parent. And when something like COVID happens, roll eyes here, um, then you have to be able to adjust. I am really sorry. I, I don't care what agreements or contracts are in place, at the end of the day, you have employees that you also represent and who you also need to consider their mental well-being, their physical well-being. All of these things are really important if you want to have a company up and running and doing everything you can to make sure that all of the needs are being met, not just the business needs. And the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of the times when I, who am very outspoken, would say stuff, they would always say, well, the business needs, the business needs. And my response would always be is my problem is not the business needs. My problems are my needs. And I'm trying to do the best that I can. So with all of that being said, um, it's been a year in the works. Management, my direct manager, has been very aware of how I felt. And um, at sometimes was protective of me and helped me. And then other times it was like, well, sorry, this is your problem. Um, I'm going to bring up a few instances because let me see. How do I put this? So I don't want to jump too far ahead and I don't want to leave you guys hanging, but I think I need to, I, I need to give you guys a better picture of what was happening. So when I gave my resignation, um, I sent it to everyone who I thought needed to be made aware, um, of me leaving. And I got a very generic message back that I and I'm just going to be very generic because I don't want to give out too much information um was like thanks for letting us know kind of thing and then the person cc'd their bosses and HR to make them aware so we could do the exit process and the exit interview um as well those of you who don't know an exit interview is very common in the corporate world um, and it's a way for the company to ask you what they did wrong. 
um, so they can quote fix things. That's not always the case, but I wanted you to kind of see where I was coming from. After I sent my resignation email, I did not hear anything back from my boss who I was very shocked I didn't hear anything back from, but it is what it is, right? Um, so let me back up a little bit. Last year, um, my grandmother became very sick. I mean, she's been sick for some time. She had um, Parkinson's and it was definitely taking a, a toll on her life. And then she started to be forgetful and was diagnosed. And it, it, it was just a roller coaster of things. When I left Florida, I knew that there was a good possibility that I would not um, be around my grandparents and that it would kill me if I didn't get to see them. So I had actually gone two years without going home and um, kept saying I was going to go and one thing led to another and then we're in this middle of a pandemic and it was just a lot. So I got a phone call from my mom and she said, you know, I hate to tell you this over the phone, but your grandma's not doing well and you need to come see her. My grandma was this amazing, powerful woman. And I, I, I would have never forgiven myself if I didn't go home, especially for my mom to tell me to, to come. So I made plans with work, um, booked some flights for myself and my three youngest children and flew home. Um, and I got to spend a weekend with her when this happened, I, what I was trying to do is not work call center um, work. I was trying to get them to give me processing work, which they've done before, when they needed it. So here I'm thinking, well, I mean, I always help out when help is needed. So they'll do the same for me, right? And I asked my boss and I was like, I'll take my laptop. And he said, you know, he would do whatever he could. So I packed extra stuff so I would be able to work while I was there. And that did not happen. I was told that, quote, upper management said no. So I was very disappointed and said, fuck it. I'm just going to spend every minute I can. My youngest son um, was meeting my grandmother for the first time. And even if they don't remember it, even if he never recalls the pictures that we took. I know that in my heart, she got to meet him and he got to see her and it, it was an incredible time. So fast forward um, a few months and in between these few months, I do want to say that I was very vocal with my boss, letting him know how my grandmother was feeling and what was going on. Um, but yeah. And he was a very religious man, very God and church and everything. So to get the kind of responses that I was getting was really heartbreaking. And I guess some people are going to say, well, one thing has nothing to do with the other. But it does to me, because if you are all this religion and everything is, you know, in God's hands or whatnot, 
then I would think that you would try to do anything and everything in your power to help an employee do the best that they could to be able to work remote when they do it for you all the time when it's necessary and convenient for you. But that was not the case, as you know. So fast forward those few months, like I was saying, and um, I was off and my mom called and she's like, hey, we're in the hospital. It doesn't look good. So here I go messaging my boss, making arrangements, trying to do everything that I could. Once again, asked him, please, can you try to do something? I don't have any time left and I really need to get home. And was fed the same bullshit lines. Um, Looking back, I, I feel like I should have overstepped and gone to, quote, his upper management and asked them what the hell was going on. But out of respect, I didn't. I I bit my tongue and didn't take my laptop the second time. I went and just spent time um, with my grandmother. I was told that this was going to be seen as unplanned PTO. And at this point, I literally told him, I don't fucking care. I, I'll deal with the repercussions that come my way when they come. So packed my bag for myself and my youngest son, flew to um, Fort Lauderdale, had my brother pick me up, drove down to the Keys and spent another few days with my grandmother. And this time you could really see that it was not good. Um, We were able to get hospice set up for her and um, they put her on a morphine drip and It was just nothing that I ever expected to see. I mean, I think when I thought of losing my grandmother, I just thought it would just be peacefully one night. She would just go to sleep kind of thing and not a morphine drip because she couldn't really talk anymore to express her pain. After those few days, I flew back home, gave my boss this, you know, explanation of how things were going and, you know, held back tears as much as I could and went back to work. Then roll around October and I'm off. I remember being in um, a McDonald's parking lot. I was trying to make... Um, a phone call was on, uh, I was on my way to an appointment with my kids and I received a phone call from my mom and she told me that they were giving my grandmother maybe a day to live. So told her, okay, I'm on my way. I called my boss and I explained to him what was going on and that I was on my way down. Um, And I was told that from, I was off that day, so from the next day that I had a scheduled shift until when she actually passed away, that it would be unplanned PTO. 
And that once she passed, they would then start my family leave. So I said, okay, I was not willing or anywhere capable of putting up a fight. I took my kids to their appointment. I came home and started packing so I could make a 20 plus hour drive with all of my kids. And when I got back to work, I realized that they were only paying me for three days and not for five days. So I asked them, I asked my boss in a chat, we have a work chat that we would communicate with each other. I said, hey, I noticed that there's only three days being paid. And mind you, I have screenshots of all of this and I've contemplated sharing it so you guys can see the kind of crap that I was dealing with. So I said, you know, I noticed that I'm only being paid for three days. I need you to go ahead and add the other two so I can approve my time card for the week. And I was told that, quote, upper management, you guessed it, said I could only be paid for three days, not five days. This was not coming from HR. That's not what our manual read. Our manual read five days, which I highlighted, took a screenshot and sent to him. At that point, I was so fed up of being told unplanned PTO, no working with me in any way, shape, or form, all the heartlessness that I was dealing with, that I wrote him and I told him, if I'm not paid for the other two days by the end of day, you'll have my resignation effective immediately. And that's when things took a turn for the worse. From that point on, I can honestly tell you that I heard less and less from my boss because he felt like I, it was something personal. And I was telling him in message that it was not something personal, that this was between me and the company. Whoever upper management is that he was quoting, he never really said. He would always say upper management. But in my exit interview, I found out that HR had no idea of anything that I was just telling you. None. Zero. Zip. And that this was not the way that things were supposed to go. These months of leading up to my grandmother's death were the worst I've ever experienced. To the point that I thought of just packing up my stuff and going to live in a hotel in anything just to be closer to home. Just for her to know that even if I don't get off work until 5 o'clock, at 5.15 I'll be at your door and we'll be hanging out. I remember my grandmother telling me, asking me first if I wanted to have more kids. And that was always something that she asked me. And I know a lot of us with large families get offended when we get asked those questions. But I would tell her, well, I'm caught up to you now, so I'm good. And we would laugh about it. And when I was growing up, I remember she would always tell me that 
My baby butt was always something she liked because it was always so chunky. And she said, as you got older, you never lost it. So on one of the last things she said me, she said to me that you could actually hear her and understand her because that was difficult. She told me that I was chunky. She said it with so much love and respect. And I told her, well, I didn't want to lose the butt you always loved. And I'll remember those moments forever. But to my boss, my ex-boss, if you're listening, you have no idea how much it hurt. How much it killed me to not have you in my corner. To not have you fight for what you call the great employee. And I still stayed. I will say I ended up getting paid for the other two days. So I stayed from October until three weeks ago, about three weeks. So what gave me the, what was that final straw that broke my back? It wasn't the mandatory overtime because I put my foot down and I said no. It wasn't the 30 minute lunches because I put my foot down and I said no. It wasn't even the fact that they couldn't or didn't make any type of arrangements for us when COVID started. It wasn't even having no staff or little to no staff because people were faking mental health issues just to get off of work. And I know that they did because people opened up to me about doing it. What broke my back, that moment that killed me, it was when I had a friend who is now a friend. We met when she hired me as her doula. Came over and our husbands were talking and she and I were just sitting next to each other having our own conversation. And I was telling her like how bad I just, just didn't like my job anymore and how basically I was there because it's what paid my bills. And she said, I'm so surprised you're not just a full-time doula. You're not just running your business because you're so good at it. And I was like, I would love nothing more than to be able to do this full-time. So that night after they left, I got in bed with my husband and I said, what do I need to do to make it happen? There was many times that I had put myself on personal, so my phone, my work phone, wouldn't get any phone calls, and I would go downstairs and tell my husband, I hate it, I can't do this anymore. But I would come back and I would take the next call and help other people solve their problems. And I would do it over and over and over. And my migraines were coming on more and more and more. 
but I was getting less and less and less respect, less and less conversations from my boss. Communication was going down the freaking drain. So he said, just do it. And it was Saturday, so it was Friday or Saturday. That whole weekend, I said, are you sure? Are you sure? I am not sending anything until Monday. And he said, yes, I'm sure. You need to do it. So I came on Monday, and I wrote my resignation email. And when I received the response back from my boss, that was basically a, okay, thanks for letting me know kind of response. I knew that I was just another employee. I was just another number. And it didn't matter anymore. And I felt this relief come over me and the countdown started. 13 days left. 12, 11, 10, 9, eight, and so on, until next week, I had my exit interview scheduled, and it was postponed, and rescheduled, and I had the meeting, and I had two pages front and back of all of the things that were going wrong, and everything that I needed to get off my chest with human resources, and when I left this woman in shock, I knew that I made the right choice. When I tried to use some PTO that I had remaining, I knew I would be paid out for it anyway, but when I tried to use it and it was declined and coincidentally my boss messages me for something else, and when I explained to him that I was trying to get a day off and his response was, I know, and no effort to help me or anything, I knew that I would had made the right choice. When he called me on the phone and asked me if I needed anything else before I left, and my response was no, and the line went silent, I knew that I had made the right choice. But I knew the right choice was complete when I asked him is there anything else I can do for you and he said no I said okay and hung up I knew that I made the right choice time after time after time there's my little guy and nothing else was being done nothing no no conversation this is from somebody who I really liked, and when his co-manager came on board and talked to me about things that he was doing wrong so she could help get him fired, I went and I told him, this is from somebody who literally heard me cry over my grandmother over months of her being sick. This is coming from someone who stayed working until the very end of her pregnancy because I didn't want them to be down an employee. 
This is coming from somebody who only took six weeks before going back to work because I liked my job and I didn't want it to suffer. And I got nothing. The moral of my story is this. I've been MIA, but I've been doing a lot of processing. I've been doing a lot of soul searching and trying to figure out what my next move is and what I need to do to be able to help the women in my community feel empowered because empowered women help empower other women. You're going to see that on t-shirts. You're going to see that everywhere now. Empowered women empower women. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to help you out. I'm here to do anything and everything that I possibly can to make you a bigger badass than you already are. So if you have one ounce of, of feeling, of doubt, let's talk about it. Did you know that you can send us a message and you can give us feedback and join the conversation? I've talked about it before and I can honestly say nobody's used it yet and it's kind of disappointing. But I think that this conversation deserves a bigger stage. I think that this conversation is something that shouldn't end today. This is something that we need your help. I, I, I need you to come forward. You don't have to say your company name. You don't have to be specific in any way. But how can we help empower you if you're not speaking up? I can honestly say that I was probably the biggest pain in the ass in the company because I always came forward and I always had something to say. And it wasn't about being rude or disrespectful. It was about making a difference. It was about helping... Oh, goodness. It was about helping other employees not have to go through what I was going through. And so when I did that exit interview, I said everything that I needed to say. I was respectful, but I was truthful. And if one ounce of change comes from that, then I did my job. I leave with a clean conscience. I did everything that I could do. Can you say the same? Thank you for listening to today's episode on A Side of Crunchy, a podcast where we talk pregnancy, birth, and parenting, all with a crunchy twist. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to share with your friends, and we'll see you again here next week. Have a great weekend.